Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassCenter.com. Today is Saturday, November 4th, 2017. This is episode 136. The Professional Elementary School Band. Have you ever pulled up a band on YouTube or attended a performance at the Midwest Clinic in Illinois, held in December each year, where the group was comprised of musicians no older than the age of 11 with musical ability that simply blew you away. Watching seven-year-olds holding clarinets, nine-year-olds holding tubas, and not just playing them, but really bringing it. So much, in fact, that they're playing music at a high school level with high school ability, outstanding sound, outstanding intonation, a riveting performance, and with no music. There are a handful of those such groups from around the world. I don't know if there are many in the United States. But that's actually not what this podcast is about. But I hope that you can watch one of these groups and realize the power of children and what they can accomplish with the right mindset. In 1999, I was promoted to a position of director of the elementary band program in my district. This was a very big deal because the band program had clearly been a staple of the town for a long time with some very fine teachers. And to be a young teacher put in this situation, well, it was daunting to say the least. The idea of a young teacher with very little experience being thrust into this role, I appreciated that they trusted me because all they really cared about was having a band program that we could all be proud of. But more importantly, 
renewing the interest of the students, getting the students excited and invigorated about playing a musical instrument and sticking with it. The problem had been they were able to get students, but they couldn't retain them. And after a few years of working in the district, one thing they were able to realize about me was I worked very hard to retain the students in my program. When I inherited the program, it was not in terrible shape. I cannot and will not try to act like I was solely responsible for everything that happened there. But I will say that I'm very, very proud of the numbers I was able to produce year after year on a consistent level. And more importantly, the excitement and enthusiasm students brought to the to the table every single day they walked into school. Kids didn't want to miss their lessons. They never missed rehearsals. They always worked hard. They always paid attention. But here's the thing about me. I'm wired in such a way where I cannot and will not accept anything but the finest effort you have to offer. And if you're not willing to give me that, I'm gonna certainly speak to you about it. Because, and I know there are a lot of coaches that feel this way. I would much rather have a group of musicians who were mediocre at best, who worked extremely hard, than students who were very gifted, very talented, and prima donnas who either didn't practice or were obnoxious and a true pain in the neck to work with in rehearsal. Because I simply don't have any place for people like that. But it took me many years to realize what I had been doing since my first year. See, three months after I started this this job, I had a winter concert. My, now I had have two of the most amazing parents because they always attended my performances. And I think any child loves the fact that they have support at their concerts, whoever it is, but certainly family members being there, very, very meaningful. And my parents showed up to that first concert, and we had agreed that after the concert, just to kind of celebrate, that we would go out to dinner, and just hang out, talk a bit about the performance. This was a very big deal for me. We went out after that concert and their jaws dropped. And they looked at me and said, 
cannot believe what we just heard. And I was thinking this was bad. So what do you mean? They said it was one of the best elementary concerts I ever attended. Now you have to understand, these, my parents are not the average parents. The average parents in the average audience of an average elementary school performance in an average auditorium. Well, their reactions are usually very average and somewhat phony. You usually get that reaction, oh, you did such a great job, oh, I'm so proud of you. And you'll hear that voice. Deep down, they may have been covering their ears. Deep down, they probably knew this was not the greatest thing they'd ever heard in their life, but they were proud that their child was involved. More of the obligatory statements rather than one filled with passion and true affection for what they had heard. And my parents sat there throughout the performance stunned because unbeknownst to me and just me being myself the way that I am in terms of demanding that students work their hardest, demanding that students present themselves in such a way on the stage. I'm not okay with students not giving their all. That performance undoubtedly had a lot of wrong notes. That performance had some major problems in my percussion section because I remember the students extremely well. I think a lot of us can remember our first concerts. And I, re I know exactly who was in that percussion section of only five. And I think one and a half of them could play well at the time. As it turns out, two of them went on to be very fine players, the other three, not so much. But, boy do those kids try. Boy did they work hard. And they gave a great performance. And here is how I do it. And my way is not the way. And my way, I don't say it in this way in an arrogant way. But I do say it because I know that this way is effective. This way does get results. This way can absolutely make up for shortcomings in any way, shape, or form you may have within your music program. With students who can't practice enough. With students who have inferior instruments. 
first of all, students have to have pride in what they're doing. If they don't have pride in what they're doing, and they don't appreciate it for what it is, that's going to be a problem. You have to instill pride in children. You have to make sure that when they are doing a great job, they know that they're doing a great job. They're told that they're doing a great job and you appreciate them for who they are. And when they're not doing a good job, they need to be called out on it. Not in a heavy way, not in a mean way, but in a firm way. Always making sure that they know you're not angry, but you're disappointed and you know they could do better. Very early on in my lessons with any students of any level, I will intentionally demonstrate an awful, dreadful sound on whatever instrument is being taught in the room at the moment. And I will look at the students and say, you have two choices. You can sound like this, and I give them the awful rendition. Or you can sound like this, and then I play the way that I'm capable of playing. And they'll look at me and say, or they may not even look at me and say anything. But they may look at me and say, well, I can't do that. And I say, the heck you can't. The second you say can't, you won't. The second you say you can, you will. It's all in the mindset. If it's going to be, Mary had a little lamb, and you as a director are going to be okay with that and satisfied because they played the right fingerings, well, that's what it's going to sound like. Or... Are you a director who can get past the fact that the correct fingerings are expected and rather the students play the notes connected with a nice sound? Okay, the intonation may not be perfect. Okay, they may not be taking the most perfect breaths ever. Okay, their posture could always be better. Okay, they could be holding their instruments better. But there is something to be said when a student takes control of the situation. When a student plays with passion and purpose and care and love and desire. And when you instill that in your students, they're going to work their tails off. I always say to students, especially elementary bands, I say, your parents are expecting you to sound like the man. That's what they're expecting. And they're going to tell you after the performance that they love you. And then I'll do it in a funny voice. 
And I'll say to them, is that what you want? Or do you want to blow them away? Do you want to blow them off the stage? You know what their answer is going to be. Once that happens, magic occurs. Fast forward about 10 years later, and I went to an elementary band festival, and I will take this comment with me to my grave, because braggadoso I am not, and I am generally uncomfortable speaking about myself in that way but when there are certain types of compliments you receive you should be proud of them and not feel embarrassed to share them with the world a very prominent educator in New Jersey specifically at the college level was adjudicating our elementary band festival this was one that my band attended And when I get on the stage, I'll bow to the audience, but I don't say anything. I turn to the band, I just lift my hand, lift my baton, and the second that downbeat hits, you are nailed and you are hit with a wall of sound. Instantaneously. The type of wall, type of sound, and the wall that that makes you jump out of your chair, and any conversations going on in the audience cease immediately. That's always been my ploy. That's always been my game plan. It's always been my mo. Get grab their attention, and that's the way to do it. Not to get on a microphone. Thank you so much for coming. No. Start the performance and hit them right away. Hit them with sound. Let the music speak. Not your words. And I can't tell you how many performances there would be that roar. But at this particular elementary band festival... A different atmosphere because all the people in the audience were fellow elementary band students from other schools. Then we had this adjudicator. We finished our performance, and I did it the same way I do all my other performances. And the process was that the adjudicator didn't come up to the stage and didn't say anything to the students, and I wish he would have, but that's fine. But I went to the back of the auditorium where he was. And we were supposed to go there and just speak briefly to the adjudicator to get some quick feedback. And he also wrote down some notes and did a recording. And when I went up to him, I remember him standing up and he shook my hand. And he said, I've been in New Jersey for 10 years. And for 10 years, 
I've been waiting to hear an elementary band that sounds like bands I've heard from my home state. You are the first band I've ever heard that. That I've ever heard that type of sound. The excitement, the air that these kids were putting into their instruments was something that he hadn't heard before. Here's it's the ironic thing. Oh, I certainly speak about breathing, but I do not consume every single waking moment of my lessons and of my life concocting ways to talk about breathing and talking about the diaphragm. There's nothing wrong with that. But my goodness, if you get so technical with kids, you're going to lose them. They're going to get bored. And no, I never underestimate children. Ever. I always push them to their limits. I always want them to be trying their hardest and doing their best. This is critical to me. But there was that comment. Their air is moving so freely. I do not for a minute attribute that to anything that I did from a technical standpoint in my lessons. I attributed that to students who were happy. Students who were only too thrilled to share what they had to offer and to lay it down and to just leave it all out there on the stage. And that's exactly the way that I speak to them. And I remind them, I don't care that you're nine years old or 10 years old or 11 years old. I want you to be the best that you can be. I want you to have fun out there. And if you play a wrong note, you play that wrong note loud. Play with unbridled enthusiasm. And when the students are excited and you have taken the proper steps to train them in rehearsal to make sure that they know all of your gestures, to make sure that they know their music inside out, to make sure that they know that you have spent the time as a conductor memorizing their music so you can be communicating them with them at all times and you demand that they have their eyes on you. Well, my goodness, amazing things are going to happen on that stage. Now, I offer this to you for this simple reason. There's no reason that everybody can't do this. Anyone can do this. The problem is that a lot of people are stuck in their own way. 
The problem is that a lot of people are okay with mediocrity. The problem is that some people do not understand what excellence is supposed to sound like. How in the world are you supposed to sound excellent if you were never part of something that was excellent to begin with? Or you don't know what it takes to get there? How sorry, how truly, truly sorry, and how much it hurts my heart to know there are so many children out there who are not getting the, the music education they rightfully deserve. And they're being cheated because an instructor is okay with them being mediocre or subpar. And it's even worse when they condone it and they congratulate the students throughout the course of the process when the students in reality are really not giving their all. Everyone's being cheated. It's about the mindset. You go back to the beginning of this podcast. You think about those bands from those other countries. They created and instilled a mindset. There's some people that will say, oh, it's criminal. These are terrible things we're doing to these children. You can have your own thoughts, whatever they're going to be. Here's what I know. I know that when I'm listening, I hear some incredible music. Incredible music. And it's does they don't sound like robots. There are stuff going on on the stage. Music and performances like these are all in the mindset of the children. If they don't want to do it, they're not going to. If they don't want to be there, they won't be. They're not going to show up. Or if they're there, but they're not really there, that's a kiss of death. But when you can instill the love and you can lead and inspire. Like I said before, magic happens and we're all the better for it.